Joining me right now on Kumite TV is UFC featherweight Charles Rosa. What's going on, Charles? Welcome back, man. Uh, chill, man. I like the Seahawks hat. Well, actually, I don't. I'm a Patriots fan, but I'm watching. <laughs> hey, you know, I have some, you know, I have some, uh, some beef with the Patriots. You know, but it's all good. Everybody's beef with the Patriots. Yeah, you know, you gotta hate, you gotta hate on the best team. This way, it is, you know. Yeah, hey, I love the Patriots. To be honest with you, you know, Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback ever, probably the greatest player to ever live to play the sport. Man, it's it's incredible that we get to watch him. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, I mean, he's been he's been killing it ever since I started watching football when I was like ten years old. So yeah. he's a legend, man. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, man. Um, let's talk about you know the last two years. How was it? Was it difficult for you to feel? all these questions from people because i know people have been asking you probably you know when you go around and corner guys and stuff and they're like charles man when you coming back what's going on yeah man that's the toughest thing because you know this is what i love to do this is what i've dedicated you know last 10 years of my life to and it's it's definitely hard because sometimes i feel like a liar to people when they're asking me when i'm coming back they're like oh charles you know because in my head i'm thinking every week that you know because basically what happened is two years ago I suffered an injury doctor said I wasn't medically cleared. So basically every week, you know, I'm trying to get medically cleared, trying to do physical therapy until the physical therapy tells me I'm ready. So anytime someone would ask me, I'm like, yeah, I'm fighting. I'll be fighting in three months because I'm expecting to get cleared. So they just kind of had to just string everyone along and they strung me along until finally, you know, I did enough physical therapy. I got strong enough and all my, you know, full strength. And uh, man, I think maybe it was a blessing in disguise because a lot of the things that I neglected in my career, like strength conditioning, strength training, and all that stuff, and like really taking care of my body with like the things I neglected. Like I just love training. So for like eight years straight, once I found jujitsu and found MMA, all I did every day is train jujitsu and MMA. Even on Sundays, I would try to find what gym or what place I could go on Sundays. So I mean, I kind of became addicted to it, man. And I just did it so much that you know. Um, they kind of fucked my body up a little bit, but the fact that I'm back now and I'm healthy, had that little layoff, and you know, um, I feel stronger than ever. UFC 220, you were pulled from that event due to a neck injury. That neck injury was from two years ago. That was the original injury. Now, see what happened is my eighth pro fight. Um, I forget it was against Brian Van Arsdalen. It's on Access TV. Uh, I got him in a nice triangle, and he slammed me on my head, and. Uh, I still somehow was able to survive it. You know, I ended up armbarring him like a minute later, but like, I don't even remember how I got the armbar. Like, I just remember being like, I thought I was concussed. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And, uh, you know, I did suffer a neck injury from that thing. And I didn't, from the slam, it was, I thought it was actually, if you watch it, it was definitely like an illegal spike, like spiced me right on my head. But, you know, he was just trying to get out of the triangle. So I don't know how intentional it was or not, but I was still got the win. You know, I went to eight no all first round finishes. And I fought, you know, I was out for a little bit um, from that. So I was out for like three or four months. But I got right back in there and, uh, you know, fought again, got the W. And then I was 9-0 with all finishes in the first round. So after that, I got a call uh, about four months after I was 9-0 as a pro, um, you know, fighting CES up in Providence, Rhode Island. I got a call from the UFC to fight Dennis Seaver in Stockholm, Sweden on five days notice in Stockholm, Sweden. So, he was the number nine guy in the world at the time, and man, that was the call I was waiting for my whole career. Like I said, yes, of course. Flew out there, fought my ass off, got fired tonight. But basically, what you're asking the question, yeah, man, I, I've had this injury that was affecting me um, for a long time, and I never treated it. So finally, it's treated. 
Um, I was having muscle atrophy of like my upper body and like my pecs and stuff. And I didn't really notice it. I just thought like I wasn't a strong guy, you know, like I didn't really know. But now that, you know, the doctors fixed it, everything's good. I did enough physical therapy to get my strength back. I feel stronger than ever. And, uh, you know, they've even been able to test my strength from like when I started physical therapy to when I ended and the numbers have over doubled. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. And, uh, I just can't wait to show the world what I'm, you know, like the real Charles Rosa, you know, the one that got me to 90, no, the one that won 19 amateur fights, you know? So, uh, you guys are in for a treat for sure. Just hearing that, man, it just like blows my mind. Like you were fighting with a neck injury and you're in as, you're in as strong as you can be. Now you are, you know, base, you are a hundred percent now, right? Going into this yeah, fight. Yeah, no, 110%. If you put it like one way, literally like I feel a hundred percent, I feel strong. Like I can lift more. I just, I just feel it, you know? And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Someone just called me, but no, it's good. Yeah. I just, I can feel it. It's, uh, it's, it's special, man. And, uh, the fact that, like, I don't have, yeah, you know, the fact that I don't have the injury anymore, it's gone, it's taken care of, I've I built it back, is, I mean, this is what I've been waiting for, so I'm excited to get back in there and show the world what I can do, because, uh, basically, I mean, I had three fight, I had three fight of the night bonuses, and I feel like, because I was a little bit injured, I'm tough as nails, and I have the technique and stuff, but I can never get that power to really hurt somebody and knock them out, so even the doctor said to me, he's like, you know, I think it's like a miracle you're able, even able to compete at that high level fighting these guys that probably why you're a submission specialist more because like my grip strength wasn't affected but my punching strength was affected because of my pecs and like my triceps so he's like man i can't wait to see you like get back in there and stop banging again he's like you're gonna you're gonna your power is over double like just on the system that we have never mind you know just being because they have like i think they call it a barometer I, I believe it's like a barometer but they have these things that they test your strength and like when i first tested it it was the number doubled over the period of six months. And, and that's just, you know, not that like I'm huge into like the numbers and the science and how much people can bench and all that stuff. Cause like, that's not, you know, I know it's, it's MMA. It's not like weightlifting contest, but just to see the numbers change really gave me a lot of confidence just from that end of it. Yeah, definitely, man. It must, uh, mentally, it gives you a boost, man, after being so weak for so long. And, uh, now yeah. you're just like, basically, captain america in some ways right when you get in there yeah, you feel that's, how that way. Feel, man. That, that, man, that's how i feel i feel like i got fully recharged and i got super you know that superpowers i got my power back in my hands <laughs> and i had a couple good you know like I, I just remember like i wasn't really dropping people after that injury like i would always drop people in the amateurs and the in the you know fighting the pros i had a couple knockouts like nice good right hand knockouts and after that injury i just never really hurt anyone with a punch i've hurt them with kicks and stuff because i you know like the kicks weren't affected but Man, I'm just so happy that I got that power back and I got my strength back and I'm cleared and I, you know, I feel good. I'm confident. My body's healthy. And man, you're gonna see, you know, the Charles Rose I promised you when I got signed to the UFC. You're gonna see what a world champion looks like, and that's what I'm coming for. So, you know, it's starting with Andy Bermudez October 18th in Boston. And uh, you know, I mean, I'm two and zero in the Garden, two and zero in Boston, looking to go three and zero, and you know, got that home court. You know, when did the doctors give you? you know, the past, the green light to go full contact? Uh, that was April. So, I mean, seven, I guess seven months, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, they gave me the green light in uh, April. I, and immediately, like the day I got the green light, like I flew to New York, doctor gave me the green light. I was so happy. I Two days later, I booked a trip to Thailand just to like kind of mentally get there. I didn't want to just jump back into like wrestling and do like back at eight American top team with like all the dogs and the killers. I said, you know what, I'm going to take a month, 
a month or two, and I'm going to get my mind right. My little brother, Lucas Rosa, is there. He's like, you know, 23 years old. He just graduated college. He's in a uh, He's graduated college, and he's an aspiring MMA fighter. Um, so he was, like, out in Thailand because he wants to be a fighter. So I was like, dude, go to Thailand. He was a state champion wrestler. So I was like, you already know how to wrestle. You have decent jiu-jitsu. He's, like, close to a blue belt now. But I was like, I want you to focus on stand-up because I knew that was, like, my deficiency when I started, just, like, the way we're built a little bit. And then he went to Cambodia, he went to Thailand, and uh, I got to go visit him out there, corner him in a fight. And, you know, he, he's on his way, and it also helped me mentally just being able to get back on my feet. So, like, I remember my first sparring session in Thailand, I was, like, you know, pretty good. And, I'm, you know, Thailand, the guys are a little bit skinnier, more technical. So it was more technical, like, hard sparring training rather than, like, having to go with, like, the real athletes, like, and, you know, the American athletes, like, American top team. The guys are all beasts, or the Brazilian guys, so... Thailand was a good start for me, and I'm happy I got to go there and got my confidence back. I've been out to Thailand a few times, man. It's a different atmosphere, you know, compared to, like, you know, I've lived in the States. You know, I've lived in other countries in Asia, too. And Thailand is just a different environment, a different atmosphere for, for fighters, especially because I've been out there watch fighters train and fight. And, and it does kind of give you kind of this... I don't know. It's it's weird. Like it could give you like this re a, a boost in a way where you kind of lost your your uh, your edge, but then you could go over there and kind of get that edge back. Yeah, I mean, it kind of gives you that special feeling just being there, man. Like you know, I go to you know, like I'm open to everything, so I go to like visit all like the temples. I go like do the all the different things, just kind of like go with their customs. I wasn't like, oh, this is how I am. I do my thing this way. Like I would just go with their customs. I would eat with them, I'd cook with them, like, I just lived like a Thai fighter, like, I remember one of the Thai kids, like, I picked him up to go to training on the scooter one day, and it, like, shocked me, the, the place that he lived in, I'm like, man, this is where you live, like, it was, like, a, basically, like, a shack that I could have built myself, you know what I mean, I'm like, this is, like, where you sleep, like, this is your home, he's like, yeah, dirt floor, you know what I'm saying, not even, like, you know, like, not even, like, a floor, you know, and that's, like, kind of this type of stuff that, like, it, you know, helps me, you know, be grateful, keeps me humble, and just, like, realize like man these people would give their life to be and have the opportunities that we have here and be able to you know make money doing what they love and i mean i mean i mean the guys are able to fight and do and support their families in thailand and do that but it's just a different it's just a different vibe and a different feeling but it's it's i'm, I'm happy i was able to experience it now you know you're going back to boston you mentioned earlier you're 2-0 there already the last time you were there you you know you took out kyle bogniak a guy that is you know, a, a, a gritty, gritty fighter, you know, you've seen his fights, right? Your fight, you know, when you're, when you're out there in Boston, how different is the atmosphere for you when you're competing there? Well, it's like home, man. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not just, you know, two and oh in the garden. I'm, I'm seven and oh in New England. You know, I fought, I was five and oh fighting for CES with all first round finishes. So, I mean, I was, you know, on fire there. That's, you know, that's a, the city that, that raised me since I was a kid. I graduated from high school there went to school in Providence, Rhode Island, got my degree in culinary arts as a chef. So like I played hockey there and stuff. So like, you know, this is the place I grew up in. So it just gives me, you know, even just the feel and the smell in the air. Like it's just, it's just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just that, that feeling you get when you go there and you know, like when you look at the newspaper and like, you see like, you know, the Boston Herald, the Boston Globe, and then, you know, you maybe see an article with you and it just brings back those feelings. Like, man, this is, this is where I want to be. This, it just feels right. You know, I mean, I went to, games as a kid watching the Celtics and the Boston Bruins I'm a huge Boston Bruins fan watching those teams play in the garden and stuff and to be able to walk out there 
you know, the first fight before we had the Reebok deal, I got to walk out in a Boston Bruins jersey with my name on the back, man. And, like, for me, I don't know if anything could top that. The only thing I think that could top that is winning the belt, you know, in the, maybe in the garden one day. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a special feeling, no doubt. So, I mean, I'm happy to experience it again. And, you know, I mean, I've been looking to stay undefeated there, no doubt. You're facing Manny Bermudez. What are your thoughts on him and the the fighting style that he brings to the cage? Yeah, I mean, man, I definitely think Manny's a super tough, formidable guy. I mean, he's a well-known, tough guy from Boston. Came up fighting in the, you know, the rankings. Had a good amateur career, good pro career. Very, you know, similar style to me, like, when I was, like, an amateur, beginning pro level. Like, really nasty submission jujitsu all over the place. But, I mean... I mean, I was good enough my first pro fight to fight in the UFC. I, I, I mean, I don't doubt that. Like, I went, I got the 9-0 and stuff, and that's why I fought so many amateur fights. I went, I was 19-1 as an amateur. Everyone's like, why would you fight so many? I mean, first of all, because I love it, but first of all, because my coach, Charles McCarthy, wanted to make sure about my first pro fight, I was ready to fight in the UFC because you see how fast it can happen. You can go 4-0 and in six months or 5-0 and with all finishes, and then you get the call on short notice, and once you get the call, you could win a, be the, you know, you beat a top-10 guy, and then you write – Freaking in the top 10 in the world, and it can always happen within a year or two, and it happens fast. I mean, you saw Cody Gabron through that. He came up, man, he got to 5 0, first round knockouts, boom, right out, all the way to the title. Like, it happened so fast. So, I wanted to make sure I was ready. So, I just can kind of compare myself, like, to how I was then. Like, I was a submission guy, I was just always diving for submissions, nasty triangle, finishing on bars, like, guillotines. Like, that was just the way I was. But my striking was so low level, like, but I was just tough. And I think Manny's super tough, too. He can, you know, can take a shot, and he's able to get in on these guys. And But, man, he's going to find out when he, uh, you know, come October 18th in Boston. Like, he's going to find out there's levels to it, you know. Guys, I've had to do so much hours and hours. Like, just as many hours I spent on the mass training jiu-jitsu, I've spent in Holland training Dutch kickboxing um, in Amsterdam, you know. And, like, with the Dutch kick, I've gone to Thailand, trained Dutch kick, um, trained, you know, Muay Thai with the Thais. Like, I've spent years of my life, you know, dedicated to just striking also on top of the years I had in jiu-jitsu and then mixing it all together at the best gym in the world, American Top Team. So um, I just feel like he's a little bit behind in a lot of areas uh, where we're going to be fighting. Uh, I think he's formidable. I think he's tough. And, you know, I, I mean, I do have respect for him, but, man, there's no doubt he's going to be in over his head. And, you know, I'm going to show the world, uh, you know, I mean, what I'm capable of. When you got back from Thailand, you probably hopped right immediately into the the fire at American Top Team. You know, you know who are your main coaches that you work with down there? Because you know, there's so many you know high level guy you know coaches there that you can uh, you know learn from. Yeah, man, this this that that that's the the beauty of being at American Top Team. I got guys from all over the world, guys from kids from Brazil. I love training with the Brazilians. All my buddies there, like all the you know kids from coming all from all over the nation, all over the states, like the best guys. And they don't just let anybody on the mat. They're not just gonna like kind of let you come in, like pay the mat fee and train. Like you have to be good enough to be on the mat. So, uh, man, I've I've gotten to work with for years. I mean, I mean, like my main coach is uh, Mike Brown, uh, Charles McCarthy, former UFC veteran, coming off the Ultimate Fighter show. He's like my submission specialist. Mike Brown is like my MMA coach, wrestling coach. He's, you know, one of, you know, he won coach of the year, and he's one of the best guys, man. He's been in my corner all the time. And, uh, you know, I've also been working with Roger Carl, who's uh, one, of, one of the amazing striking MMA coaches. Like, there's so many good striking coaches. Like, I have good boxing coaches. I also work with John David Jackson, who was, you know, 
he's one of the top boxing coaches in the world, but you need a coach like Roger Carl that can really bring it all together, that can bring your kicks, and can bring, you know, your frame in and, like, the distance. Like, when people shoot in on you, you can't just throw a right hand. you got to be able to, you know, frame and, you know, make distance with kicks and stuff like that. So Roger's really been exceptional, you know, being, like, a striking MMA coach. So, I mean, I feel like I got all my bases covered. I got Charles McCarthy for my jiu-jitsu submission grappling, Mike Brown for my wrestling MMA, and I got Roger Carl for my striking. So, and then on top of it, you get all these other coaches that are there. Like this one guy I've been working with a little bit is uh, Anderson Franca. He's a uh, one of the head coaches for uh, uh, what is it, Marlon Marias and uh, Barbosa, Edson Barbosa. You know, those oh, yeah. are two of the best kickboxers in the division. Man, this guy's their coach. This guy Anderson, and this guy is an absolute monster. Like just nasty, nasty kickboxing. So. I know I always hop in this class a couple times a week. So, man, the knowledge I'm getting every day is endless. And then, you know, even being on the mats with guys like Kobe, George Masvidal, you know, Dustin Poirier, like just, you know, seeing these champions and these people around me, it pushes me so much. And, you know, after class, you just ask them a little question. Hey, you know, Kobe, how'd you do that takedown? Or George, how'd you do that freaking flying knee that was like knockout of the lifetime? Like, and you have them show it to you and you get these little, these little tips, man. And then you put them all together and you make your own puzzle and, uh, that's what you get. You know, you try to get the best fighter in the world. Is there more pressure heading into this fight for you? Or is it the opposite effect, especially a person in your situation? No, nah, I think I think it's the opposite. I feel there's always pressure going into any fight. There's no doubt. But, man, I I mean, I've made this walk so many times now. And I've, you know, I've, I've like I said, I've done this so many times. I've already fought twice to the Garden. So, like, that pressure of, like, man, I'll never forget the pressure of fighting the first time at the Boston Garden. Like, it, that was like I don't think anything can ever beat the pressure of that just because like all my friends and family and people but no man I got it down to a science now I'm, like I said I'm two and over there very comfortable in that arena I've walked down that hallway made that walk a few times and uh you know I, I you know I got a pretty good routine a good feeling about it and I'm uh, very comfortable there so I think a lot of pressure will be on Manny you know no doubt having to be in front of his friends friends families and fans and you know it's uh it's a lot of pressure you know he's is for, for him also but uh I think, and I think this is going to be the one that you're going to see. I, I mean, you're going to see what I'm capable of. I'm going I'm to make an impressive performance, and, uh, you know, everyone's going to remember my name, and then, you know, we'll see what's next. You're jumping head first back into the featherweight division. You know, UFC 245, the title will be on the line between Max Holloway and Alex Volkanovsky. I'm pretty sure you've been watching the division, you know, the past few years. What yeah. is your breakdown of this fight and, uh, you know, your prediction? Man, I, I think I man, I, I really love that fight. And it's such it's such like a it's such a crazy fight like to watch. I just feel like uh they're such opposite styles, you know what I'm saying? Like Volonovsky's I was actually supposed to fight uh Volonovsky one time, like I took it on a short notice and somehow it fell through. I got the contract, signed it and then like the day later they changed it. So I, I you know, I almost got my hands on him at one point, but um I just think, like, Max Holloway, man, is just such a durable, tough guy. And it's a five-round fight, obviously. So if it was a three-round fight, I might I might think a little bit different. But I'm just not sure that uh, Volonovsky has the, like, has that cardio that that um, that Holloway has, man. Holloway's cardio and that pace that he keeps, like, similar to like, that Tony Ferguson style where, man, that guy can just bang and fight and fight and fight for as long as he can and he doesn't get tired. And that one second that someone gets tired is what wins a fight for somebody. I mean, 
Frankie Edgar is one of the greatest fighters of all time, and like he almost was starting to dog Frankie. Like Frankie was going to takedowns. Like looked like he was breathing a little heavier than normal. And man, Frankie Edgar is one of the. I think he's one of the fucking best of all time in my mind. So to see him do what he did to Frankie, I don't see, you know, him. I don't see that fight going much different than the one that Max and Frankie went. That's kind of how, if you look at it, like I would think it would be similar to the Frankie Holloway fight where Holloway won. So that, that's the way I look at it. There is no doubt. There's a lot more question marks for Volkanovski compared to Holloway because we've seen Holloway, you know, in the trenches so many times where he just pulls it out. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an insane fight. Um, now, one, one one thing before I let you go. Uh, in MMA, there's so many different types of competitors. You know, at this point in your career, do you consider yourself a martial artist or a prize fighter? Oh, man, there's no doubt I'm a martial artist. Like I said, I fought 20 amateur fights for free. As an amateur, I was the number one amateur in the country, and I just did it because I loved it. I didn't even know you could really make real money doing it. I mean, I saw the boxers making money, but I didn't know you could really make real money. I just did it because I loved it. I used to pay $150 a month, mat fee, just to train it. You know, an American Top Team satellite gym just to be able to do jujitsu for myself because I loved it. I just uh, so man, yeah, man, definitely. Uh, I'm definitely a martial artist. I, I studied it a lot. Um, went to Cambodia, like I said, Thailand, Amsterdam. I've been to all like the greatest places you can go in the world for it. And it's not just because I mean, yeah, it's because I want to get better, but it's really just because I love martial arts. That's a huge thing. My little brother Lucas Rosa, he actually just graduated from a. Uh, from uh, Wheaton College, and he actually did his. He did a he did a, his report like he's able to get a one year scholarship called the Watson Scholarship, where they pay for him to go on like a one year pretty much journey to study whatever he wants. So they get they pay for the whole thing, and his was like a philosophical view on mixed martial arts. So like wherever he went, he went to Holland, he went to Cambodia, and he went to Thailand each for four months each. You know, a total of a year. He just got back like six months ago. Um, I was able to visit him in each one of those countries while he was doing, like, all the writing reports. I'm not great at, like, writing reports and doing research and stuff, but he likes that stuff. So it was, uh, he was writing articles and stuff, but I was there training with him, and uh, that just, just shows you, man. I just, yeah, I'm definitely a martial artist at heart, no doubt. Well, we get to see you do some martial arts on October 18th, USC on ESPN2, going back to Boston. Thank you, Charles, yep. for the time, man, and uh, good luck on the Thanks. fight and your future, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, man.